Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Buddy Wilson, it's hump day with Swanee and friends, Dane Swan and just me. Morning, Swanee. Morning, mate. Um, I, didn't, I didn't hear the intro. Is that what happened there? Or is no, it... it'll be rolled in later. That's our, that's our, our uh, production work in action. Jesus, fuck, we're technical. <laughs> we are. Thank you to Paul Gardner for giving us a chop out again. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it would have been pretty unfair of me to just bring anyone to try and follow Leon Davis, wouldn't it? Um. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, all I know is that by how many times you've retweeted the positive, it must have been that, that must have been literally the only time we've ever had anything nice to say about this podcast because it's the only time I've ever seen you retweet anything positive about this podcast. Correct. Um, so yeah, so he must have he must have done a good job. Um, maybe I have to get him on as a maybe after might have to fuck Sam off and put Lee on him. Now, Sam doesn't write bad messages anymore, so um, Sam might get the ass. And so Leon might have to just figure out how to record for us, and then Sam's rendered useless. <laughs> now, this past week, uh, there's two people that are reasonably close to you that I think you need to have a word with. Okay. Well, Scott Pendlebury and Liam Pickering, are they starting to embarrass you? Um, Scott Pendlebury yesterday, actually. He, um, <laughs> mate, what are you doing apologising to fucking um, three or four retired, washed-up footballers that aren't happy with what you're saying. Like, who cares? Um, I told him no, we lost another goal. I was waiting for your tweet, Ralph. We lost another good one. But, um, yeah, well, mate, I think he was on Triple M and he was having – I don't read really the whole context, but he's not allowed to have a laugh. And even if he's serious, like, who cares? Would you get to – even if – I don't think he's leaving, but – well, would you rather get to the end of the year and then just in a day just blindside everyone? At least, like, it's the way the world is moving forward. Even if he wanted to go, well, at least he puts his options on the table. So this is what I want. I think he's, yep. in, I think, I think he's earned the right to have what he wants. Now, obviously, we all want him to stay Collingwood, but the um, times have changed. Like people leave, and if Collingwood aren't in a premiership window, I think we can all agree to that. Now, if they got someone good, a good young draft pick or fucking whoever it was for him. Um, and he got to do coach or whatever. You know, there's no, not a lot of romance left in football, Ralph. So 
I don't have a big problem with it, even if he wanted to go. I'd have no problem with him. I actually messaged him. We're talking about something else, and I said, "Oh, you off to the Suns next year?" And he he didn't re- he didn't respond to that part of my message. So maybe there's something in that. Um, he, he he answered all my other questions, or we were talking about, but he left that part out. So you never know. But um, but yeah, listen, like, I have no problem with him. I don't like once again. I don't know why people need to apologise for people that are trying to comment on you that have no bearing or effect on your role in the football club or your what you can and can't say. Like, well, hang on, but I just want to back the truck up a little bit there. Shouldn't Scott publicly apologise for not responding to that question of yours? Yes, he should. He should. <laughs> um, so, but, um, but, yeah, like, his leg's going fine, he said. Um, but... I think he's entitled now. I don't. I didn't listen to the interview, so I don't know what context it was. But it was on Triple M, I think. So they're not Triple M being Triple M. They're not super in depth, serious conversations. I wouldn't imagine most of the time. You know, they're having a laugh and <clears throat> taking the piss. He might have said it like jokingly. It's very hard to write context in a tweet or in an article. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but let him say what he wants. He's entitled to his opinion. If that's literally what he wants. And if he, if he is forcing Collingwood's price up, well, so be it. Because on the flip side, we all know football clubs get rid of you as soon as you're rendered useless or you're not as valuable to them as someone else. So why should – and free agency swing power in front – swing power to the players a bit, which is great. Um, so football clubs get rid of you as soon as um, it's possible for them if you're no good to them anymore. So I have no absolutely zero problem with, with Scott. Um, if it is 100% true and he wants a long two-year deal and then some guarantees on coaching and if someone else can give that to him and he can go win a premiership somewhere um, before he's done or he can go to, you know, where all the old men go to retire, the Gold Coast or something like that, um, he can go up there, get a couple more years in the sun, maybe bring me along as an assistant and we'll be fine. <laughs> I just knew if I, it was just a case of waiting to see how you were involved in this. Yeah, well, that's what I texted him about yesterday, mate. I said, mate, don't feel don't don't feel like you can't drag your old mate Swanee along, mate. Um, I dragged you along for seven, eight years of your career, so it's about time you can repay the favour. Would um would you if if it came to pass that Scott was going to the Gold Coast and you were then offered a uh, an assistant coaching role there of some sort, um, would you would you really be prepared to leave Melbourne at the moment? Oh man, listen, I'd really have to think about it. <laughs> um, man, I'd fucking go anywhere. I'd go to North Korea. Very similar. <laughs> well, we're taping this Thursday morning, and, and as we speak yesterday, um. The grand final's going to Perth if the MCG is not available. Yeah. Um, that amused you? Yes. Yes, it did. Um, what are chances of you think? What are chances you think the MCG are hosting the grand final this year, Rob? Same chance of me playing for Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Very fucking slim. Um, I, don't, I don't know why they um, why they why they've done that as a backup plan. We all know. Well. Like pigs, pigs might fly. Like, what would have to happen? Like, would would Danny's Mary bunch of men have to come out and say we're opening up on the second and we're going to have twenty? You know, well, sh- sh- well, stranger things haven't happened, have they? Really? Let's be honest. No, 
No, stranger no. things haven't happened. And also, it's a two-way street, Swanee. I'm, I'm seeing this with, and good on the racing clubs for, for looking ahead about vaccinated crowds and so forth. It's a two-way street until people can trust that they can go somewhere, not be tested positive and find that their QR scan says that they have to miss two weeks' work or whatever, or isolate and ruin their life. They're going to be more reluctant to go to crowds, and you're probably going to have to deal with this with things like your venue as well coming up. Yeah, well... No, I've still got a venue, Ralph. I'm barely <laughs> out, lucky to have a house at the moment. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, man, it's fucked, mate. Um, yeah, so, well, hopefully Perth enjoyed it. Chances of me getting over there is very slim, isn't it? But Well, would you consider isolating just to say, because you'd have a lot of people to talk to? For a couple of days, not for two weeks. I mean, I'd have to leave. Fucking what, I'd have to leave next weekend or something. How'd the negotiation go at home if you brought that up as an idea? I mate. Well, well, that the moment you probably enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> well, mate, we actually we actually looked. Um, we actually tried to get our permit to leave the country. Uh, so we jumped the line, tried to apply for the, the permit to go because I've just had everyone, everyone's just had enough of this state. Um, yeah. It's a disgrace. So, well, like, fuck it. Let's just get out of here. Let's just go back to America. And we're filling out the like all the things, and I grab my passport. My passport was out of date. <laughs> it's not funny. I nearly started crying. Are you laughing at? It? It's not funny. No, it is. I've I've cried in two. I've cried in about ten. Years. I didn't even cry when Tate was born. Like I shed a tear then. <laughs> I would have been in America now. <laughs> Heartbreaking. So we had to go up, we had to go up the um, <coughs> post office and get my passport renewed. Um, so hopefully whenever that comes. But that'll come in like three or four weeks and surely by then. Well, we've said that. We said that a lot, Ralph. But surely by then um, COVID's gone. We've opened up a bit. But <coughs> we'll see. We'll see. When, when when you were getting your passport renewed, was it giving you flashbacks of applying for the doll? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, there was the faces in the post office. The uh, the crowd in the post office was a little. Um, oh, I don't want to use the wrong word here, but um, a little more friendly <laughs> than the other place I was at. But um, I mean, I just. Just getting your part, just having your passport out again it made me feel alive. I was like, oh, fuck. I listen, I looked through the old stamps, and you know, there's a hundred odd stamps in there. Like, oh, man, this, these would make my kid won't believe this that you could travel to other countries, you could you could get in your car, mate. I sat in my car yesterday for 10 minutes and just pretended I could drive somewhere. <laughs> just sat in there and just pretended I was driving, just so I could just like go up the fish and chip shop, grab a couple of dimmies. You know, sit around like just wish, just remembered that those were the days. But <clears throat> you know, no one will believe us in ten. Our children of today won't believe us that we used to we used to be able to leave the state without um, having to isolate for two weeks, or you know, we could go meet a friend in a park and and kick a footy. They won't believe us. You actually just gave me a flashback, and I I, I know I'm not the only one in this camp. And when your kids are really really young, geo was a good technique to just. Oh, it used to take ages for the fish and chips to be cooked. It did. 
Well, as in you'd go up the street and just you just have a little bit of little oh, bit yeah. of me time. Just Absolutely. in the car by yourself. Oh, I love the bit of fish and chips. Well, that's what I was doing out there yesterday. Yeah. Um, just sitting in there, just... Bit uh, of dad reliving, advice there? Yeah, reliving the glory days. Reliving the glory days. There you hey, go back, back, back to Pendles, because we should wrap that up. Or Pickers, yeah. No, no, first Pendles. Okay. As far as... Um, does anyone with a brain in the head think that if he did finish his career elsewhere, it would it all tarnish his Collingwood legacy? Surely not. Um, no, no, absolutely not. Well, look at Hodge, you know, look at the way Hawthorne did. Now, um, no, absolutely Mitchell. not. Yes, Hodge, Mitchell, Lewis. Um, of Even Doug not. Hawkins did for totally different reasons. No one, yeah, no one thinks of him as a Fitzroy legend. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, absolutely not. Well, some people would. There'd be some people in the media that would say it would tarnish his legacy, but once again, who gives a fuck about them? I did actually get his quote. Is his quote twenty right? In, in his quote within the quote was, "I really do want to become a one club player." Now, is that ambiguous? Or what am I missing there? Oh, mate, who knows? Well, you know, clickbait. Um, you got to sell TV shows, but um, yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be the worst if, and, and the new coach might come in and actually go. Well, um, whoever that is, actually, if we could get a twenty two year old. Or, you know, a fir- a, I don't know if he'd be worth a first-round draft pick because of his age, but, you know, a second-round draft pick or something like that, you know, pretty, I don't know if there's a good draft next year, but, you know, might be the way to take us forward. Now, the chance of that happening is very unlikely, but um, I think the service, and he hasn't put a foot wrong in the 15, 16 years he's been there. So um, if he wanted to leave and explore other opportunities, good on him. Um, yeah. If, or if he wants to go win, you know, he wants to try and win a premiership before he finishes, go to a contender, you know, go to Dad's Army up the up the highway there in Geelong. Um, well, fair enough. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with it. As far as, uh, as, far as your manager, or, sorry, I should say, your manager's manager, Liam Pickering, the, do you have to distance yourself from him now? Oh, uh, mate, he's a wild, <laughs> mate, he's a wild card. But when I've been in talks with um, my manager, Pitch, James Pitcher, like in the last week or so, I've been talking about a couple of things, but um, I literally haven't heard from Liam. He's too busy with, with Teague and, and Potten. Who, was he, who else was he, Potten? Cripps. Well, here, so here's the thing. He's commentating on a game of footy. Okay. And he's saying about David Teague's form, just playing footy as a commentator. That David <laughs> Teague's form or Cripps's form? Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Cripps's form. Yeah. Now, Let's get the, the the bit up front. I'm mates with him. <laughs> I'm not. He's, you're not because he's your manager. <laughs> no, so he's I'm not. barracking for him. But no, he's not my manager. He still takes still takes a sniff of everything I do, though. But I fucking don't speak to him. So if anyone sees me out there, just tell him I said hello. Um, show him a photo of me. I'm actually might put me. Um, I'm gonna. Have, he's actually on a milk carton at home, missing. <laughs> So, Lee Matthews said the same thing about Patrick Cripps' form. Yeah. So, well, exactly. It's justified. Yeah. That's he's right. Not, he's not an elite player anymore. He, he only as good as your last season, and he was clearly not elite this year. So, I don't know what more people want to say. Like, but they people hate to join dots that shouldn't be connected, don't they, Ralph? Well, the point being that 
if you if you're not entitled to commentate on saying something that you know in this case as as respected a voice of the game which Lee Matthews clearly is apart from yourself possibly but yeah exactly yeah but <clears throat> what 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 is he doing wrong and uh, by extension so Adam Ramanaskis who I've met a couple of times is certainly not a mate but he, he um he said virtually the same conversation. I think it was with Simon Goodwood, and I was listening to an ABC podcast. He's on the ABC commentating. So as long as you're doing your job properly and you come and you, it's up front. Who gives a fuck? Do you think the um, people that are saying that he's conflicted? Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? That um, you shouldn't be talking about that because he's conflicted. Well, journos are the most conflicted of all. Oh, well, they, they hide their conflicts. Yeah, <laughs> they have to. That they, uh, their bread and butter is being leaked to. Yeah, and that's just fact, and that's from you know Watergate down, whatever, all around the world, and I was part of it. So if you get your leaking from people, you're conflicted because do you reckon you're going to bag the person who's giving you good information? Exactly, million or one, <laughs> never. And in footy, let me assure you, and then as in our people listening, the how often uh, how do I put this? Not very, not very. They're not very talented. Are really talented at leaking to media because mm. that yeah. saves their bacon publicly. And I don't have a problem with being people being conflicted. A lot of politicians and stuff. As long as you're honest about it, hundred <coughs> percent. Well, who cares? Like everyone knows, people are conflicted. People have friends and like. But people say, "Yeah, I'm mates with him." So why would I fucking bag him? <laughs> like, or he's done him wrong. So yeah, like. No problem. If you, if you want, if you're going to ask someone's opinion on someone who you know is a mate or conflicted, what are you expected to say? That's like, it. As, as if you're going to turn around and go, no, nah, well, he's a cunt. I hate him. Um, he's going, she should lose his job. You're mates. Of course, you're going to find an angle or try and make a spin zone to support them. It's just how the world works. I look at what's going on in our government at the moment. Like, the spin zones are all time and the takes and the lies are outrageous. And coach, coaches do it for their players and like media, like, with the you know every player who's played at an old club tries to find a spin zone to support them and making excuses and stuff it just happens in every facet of life but uh, people just pick and choose about which ones they want to fucking get their knickers in and not about no doubt um so i've got to ask you this question yeah big news during the week i think you know i buried the lead a bit Eating a hot dog can take 36 minutes off your life, a study suggests. Oh, I've got long left then. <laughs> Are you tempted to do the maths or not? Uh, well, I've well, got long left. Well, I don't know. When and I if a hot dog's 36 it. minutes, what does other things cost you? Yeah, I know. Um, I, I've, I've tw- I tweeted somewhere the other day that some people in the US think a hot dog's a sandwich. Now, on what planet is a hot dog a sandwich? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And you're, you're prepared to move over there with these psychos? Uh, well, do you... Have you have you seen where I'm living at the moment? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> well, we're in jail, um, but well, we you know, enough complaining about that. We have what? Did, no one, yeah, no, no point complaining about that. It happens every day. Um, but but yeah, I know hot dog sandwich is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. But uh, on Twitter, and I've seen there's some absurd things going around on Twitter, but. I didn't actually read that. I didn't want. I didn't want to know what was in it. Um, I was too upset. So you know, just I, don't, I can't believe. Did you read the article? Oh no! Like like everyone else, you just give it. Yeah, exactly. Um, not sure much truth in that, but um, well, I've I've had a few minutes taken off my life. There's no doubt about it. But as we discussed in, in, in season one, Billy Connolly makes a very good point. It's not at the start of your life where you lose these good things. It's at the mm. end when, when you know, you, gives you, a fuck. You, you, you're fucked and no one says, well, you're going two hours earlier because you had six hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But speaking of which, have you seen the greatest thing on, on the internet this week? Your man, who do you consider the goat of all goats? Brady? No, no. Come on. When, in in a sporting term, in life, yeah. In well, life. I think it's a sport, and it's connected to hot dogs. Oh, uh, Joey Chestnut. Have you seen him uh, chugging or sculling, as we would call it, a, a liter of Gatorade? Yes, mate. I do that when I'm hung after a bender on the weekend <laughs> on a Monday morning. That's what I used to do before footy train after a big weekend. <laughs> mate, I could knock that off no problems. <laughs> mate, you wake up, Joey. You can you can hardly open your lips because your mouth's so dry. Then you just crank them open and you just get it, mate. You just smash back two liters of Gatorade without a without a breath. Um, in, fa- in fairness, I've probably undersold it. How many liters do you reckon he, he did skull? <laughs> What's a two liter thing, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, mate, it's huge. Um, he, mate, he's he's a he's a very talented man, Joey. But, but I tell you what, he hasn't got long left. <laughs> well, that's true. Yes, he's he hasn't got long left at all. That's a very good point because if that study's accurate, he died ten years ago. Exactly, he's a ghost. Um, he smashes <laughs> se- he smashes seventy dogs in ten minutes, right? And he trains, mate. He's fucking eating more hot dogs on the planet than anyone. So, well, that'll really test that theory out, I would imagine. Well, I think it was Ron Brassi who said you play the way you train, so he must really put in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Hall of Fame during the week. So, uh, do we do we call Chris Judd an alumni of yours? I suppose your careers were almost parallel. I've got draft, super draft, mate. I was a bit stiff not to go ahead of him, to be honest. Yeah, so he, he went number one. What what number you? Uh, Hodge. He went three. Oh, sorry, he went three. Of course, yeah. Hodge, Ball, Hodge, and, Hodge, Hodge and Ball, Ball two. And Swan. Hodge Ball. Uh, I when I I fell to fifty eight. Surprisingly, yeah. just missed. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was very unlucky. Um, well, 16, however many clubs, they all had that opportunity to get me four times and they missed out. So, 
Ah well, snooze or lose. <laughs> um, what did he have over you back then? Stuff. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Probably. So give you go on. Yeah, no, probably. I probably had over him the ability to back up off a drink. That's about it. <laughs> That's where my that's where my life was going. That's where my, that's how far, that's how my life was headed. He could he couldn't kick the jaw off in the reserve reserves at ten a.m. at Willie. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Took a very fucking special talent <laughs> to have a drink on a Thursday night, a drink on a Friday night, then roll up at ten a.m. and play in the reserve reserves down at Willie and start on the bench. <laughs> that's fucking tough going, mate. No, only mate, breed them tough like that. Well, well, here's another flaw in the recruiting process. So. They they would have you know assessed his running and kicking and you know you know ability in and outside of a of contest. But did, do you reckon they factored in what your talent was at the time with schoolies? <coughs> Absolutely not. Um, yeah, never gone as a matchup. Uh, ah, well, a lot harder to do some of the things that I did in schoolies and <laughs> off the field than than it was on the field. I would have thought. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, but he's in the Hall of Fame now, so we're only probably probably just snuck in. I would imagine. I would have thought would have wouldn't have been a long meeting. No, nah, nah, yeah. How, how does that even happen? Is there people that vote for it? Obviously, people vote for it. Yes, yes. Been a while since I've been in, a, as far as in the media, knowing exactly. But I think it was yeah. something like it was a combination of administrators and media people, and then uh, I'm pretty sure the CEO, in this case, would be Gill, would have um, non-executive vote, okay. uh, as in uh, overseeing the the final yeah. choice. Um, so, say a bit about Juddy as a competitor. No, he was a star. Um, he well, he's I think he's probably a Hall of Famer, Ralph. Um, and, that, and that's why we do this podcast because who else could say that type of insight? Exactly, uh, mate. Him, he, he was two different players, I guess. Him at West Coast was, you know, people ask me that who's the best player I've um, seen, and you know, for me, key forward of all. I don't think I've said it on this podcast, key forwards, not big, rotund, full forwards, <laughs> not 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 those forwards, but the the big. Power forward, center forward, your Ablets, Carries, um, Buddy Franklin, those kind of guys, they are, I think they're harder to find. That's why I rate them higher than midfielders because, you know, Carey and Ablets are buddies so, so are irreplaceable, you know what I mean? You can, they can win a game. A midfielder like Judd and Ablett are obviously, you know, the two best mids I've ever seen, but like, you can't replace them, but you can replace them close enough. Like, I could come in and have 30 and kick three just like one of them. They might have 35, you know. So you can replace a mid kind of like for like, not to the the level of them, but it's you can't put in a, a key forward that's anywhere close to a duck or Ablett or something like that. So, um, you know, people always ask me, and I said, oh, well, I'll get that out of the way. And then Ablett, for me, just for what he did going to um, – Gold Coast and, you know, the game plan was pretty much stop Albert. He's still coming out at 50. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's ridiculous. What And, like, for someone who didn't look – like, you look at him and go, he's not the best player we've ever seen. Look at him. Like, you know, he wasn't super quick, wasn't tall, didn't have a huge – like, didn't couldn't jump, but was just unbelievable. Where If Judd had have 
continue his career like he did at West Coast, I would say he would be the best midfielder I've ever seen. Now, he's number two, obviously, but... Uh, and you're referring to the fact that injuries slowed, slowed him up and forced well, him to change his game, yeah? He, yeah, he just pivoted, yeah. So yeah. he had that, ex- like, you know, that day sticks out, and I don't know much much, when he had, like, 30, kicked five and a half, like, yeah, against Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah, like, mate, so, so if he had kept that form, if he had kept that body throughout his career, I would say he was the best midfielder I've ever seen. But um, just because his body hurt him and he had to pivot and change his way a bit and become a bit more of an inside ball. Um, and he's still one of Brownlow, still a freak. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, he's the second best midfielder I've ever seen behind Ablett Just. Um, yeah, I started to do it all. But like, like I've always said, you like playing with those guys because once you've seen him at a stoppage, you want to see him again to the next one. <laughs> <clears throat> but, you know, like, he was a freak. He'd take big grabs. Um, no, he was just, he was everything. He was everything you needed. In a player. Um, but, yeah, a star, great guy off the field as well. I mean, he got sacked from the footy show together, I think, which was good. Um, <laughs> so I've got that in common. Um, but, yeah, he's, uh, no, he's a star. And clearly, when when do you have to be eligible? Was this his, I'd imagine he got in first year. Five, yeah, five full years. You, you have to be out. So ne- ne- next year, next year you become relevant. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've already written my speech, so. Um, yeah, so he made much deserve. He's a star. Uh, and I think we all knew he'd probably be a legend at some stage. Is that what they go to? They do. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine many years down the track, you'll probably, the legends will probably <clears throat> be in my time, will probably be Judd Ablett and Buddy, I would imagine. Maybe it goods if he wants it. Yeah, and it was good to see the, the uh, chairman of the AFL acknowledge it. Uh, yeah. Heard Jeremy Whiteley say it's the first time someone's said it in words as opposed to just a press okay. release. So, yeah, good on him. Uh, Berkey, I saw a, he- a heap of Nathan Berkey, who was a dead set star, and Rob Wiley. Rob Wiley, uh, did you have anything to do with Rob Wiley, given how close he was to Mick? Have you ever? Nah, I would have liked to, but apparently he's, he's pretty business savvy. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why Mick stuck pretty close to him. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, one of Mick's best mates. So, I, yes. I'd, I'd met him in that, obviously, but. Um. Yeah. I'd, obviously, I don't even know he played footy. <laughs> I had a day at the races with him, with the big man, and um, oh, yeah. great company. But he, that Richmond side, if you if you're not as old as me, which is most people now, but um, that Richmond side was very much like Essendon's in 2000. They were just so dominant, and straight after the grand final, if someone said, "Yeah, they're not going to win another premiership," you wouldn't have believed it. And that's how good they was, and he was a key member of it. And Debbie Lee, what she's done for women's football, unbelievable. They were the four inductees. Um, so we've got a heap of messages, uh, but what, what do you reckon of Tassie before we get to them? What do I think of Tassie? Well, as in... As a state? I, I don't or... know about you. Well, as in the 19th side, because oh, I can't no, wait to doing our, our math science stuff and, and previewing the um, the the Port Adelaide versus versus Hobart game. Yeah. Um, I'd... I have nothing against Tassie having a side. In fact, I think they should have a side. But I absolutely do not think there should be a 19 side in the AFL. Yep. Um, so now where that com- where that side comes from, that's not for me to decide. If they want to pay me to make that decision, I will. But um, <laughs> If they paid you by the hour, would you do it, take a long time to write your report? Oh, man, it would take a long time. Like the Doldy report, Doldy <laughs> Institute. Um, nothing but lies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, otherwise, my fee for the hour would be fucking extraordinary. But, um, yeah, listen, like, I, I'd actually think Tassie retired. I'm not sure 
unless you're a Tassie native, how many people would actually like to play in Tassie full-time? This, it seems a stumbling block given that the Saints players didn't want to go to Seaford. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So that would be tough. It'd have to, the side would have to be in Hobart, surely. Well, I think it's the, the, the feeling seems to be that Hobart is obviously the bigger place, but the better ground is Launceston. Yeah, that, well, that, look, I've been to both, um, giving back down there, and there's more to do in Hobart, so you'd be <laughs> like, but it's an hour fly, you get the ship of Tassie, or whatever it's called, back um, back to the mainland every now and then, but I guess if you're getting paid to play AFL, you know, you got to just suck it up and fucking play wherever you get drafted. That's just the nature of the beast. But well, Green uh, Bay's colder than Tassie. Yeah. Well, I, well, if I was on a wage that the NFL players are, I'd still be playing. <laughs> Actually, not. I probably would have played three years, made a hundred million, then fucked off. But I'm not greedy. <laughs> You've been to let others make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I don't only need. I don't need more than a hundred. Hundred mil be fine. Um, yeah, but but. The, look, I've said on this program, the talent pool, like some of those games on the weekend, well, how are these – and kids are getting games before they should, obviously, because when sides drop to the bottom, they play the kids and, you know, you, you allow for that. But shit, some of the players and some of the kids and some of the errors – and I've made errors as much as anyone. So, like, but I'm five years retired now, so I've forgotten how much I fucked the ball up. So I'm an expert now and I never made a mistake. <laughs> Just like just like most commentators and ex players on the game, so um, right the, the the talent pool is not good enough to support another side. It's just not. Um, that means young kids are going to come in; they're not ready. Um, and you reckon there's ugly games now? Like dilute the talent pool again, and watch how bad some of the games are. So, and I understand it's probably more about money than anything. And if you know, like I'm, like I've said here. If you want great footy every week, trim it to 12 sides and play the best 12, um, put the best like, 500 players in those 12 sides and you'll get you get the you get blowouts, obviously, but you, mate, you get great footy every week. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen, but um, I really hope they don't have a 19th side, you know, just for giving Tassie a side. You've got to get it from somewhere. Now, whose side goes, I'm not sure, but... Um, I'm wrapped for Tassie they get a side I think they deserve it and they're great football people down there and every time I go down there I get showing heaps of love and they're crazy for their footy which is awesome but a 19 side just there's not enough talent in Australia to, to support it I don't think look at this look at the Suns they've been shit for fucking 10 years well I mean the Suns are the no-brainer to send down there yeah. absolute no-brainer but don't worry uh, from Blake has Dane been following Fisher on Instagram lately him and Vegas oh, versus you in the world's most livable city makes me sick so that's Sam Fisher, yeah? Pardon? Um, oh, no, the Fisher, the DJ, I think. Oh, sorry. Definitely yeah. Um, we're getting real sick of um, Sam people overseas. All me, a couple of mates I've got living over there are just in the Maldives and in Europe and doing the European summer. Greece, Fisher's fucking DJing on stage, killing it. And I'm sitting, I'm not allowed out in front of my house. Um, what's this world come to? But, yeah, it's really starting to make me ill. Oh, and I just got a message from Passport AU. We've sent your passport for a registered post. I couldn't be on the move. Oh. Um, anyway, yeah, um, it's nice. But uh, but yeah, so I might get over there one day soon. But um, oh, mate, it's sickening watching everyone enjoy themselves. And we're, we're an island so isolated from the rest of the world. 
we're having 0. 0.0003 cases a day and we and we have to currently leave our house for an hour a day. Have you, have you taught that Tate how to, cut, how to cut through gaffer tape for this week's slides? Yeah, it makes your head spin. Um, yeah, it's fucking not well. It's not well, Ralph. How, how did we go today? Uh, we're not. We wouldn't have had the numbers today, eh? Yeah, I think it's fifty. Fifty. Do you think? We'll, when do you think we'll get out? Question off the cuff. Do you um, think we'll be out before grand final day? I think. It, I think restrictions will ease sooner than people think, but not. Um, Obviously, not completely. When do you uh, think you'll be out? When do you think you'll be able to have a beer in a pub, watch the grand final? Oh, gee, I reckon that's an even money bet. Even money bet. Yeah, yeah. So if we're going for value, you back. <laughs> Why would you back? Well, we like to find value on on the next podcast. So would you? Would you take the, yes? The, the value would be an open air pub. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a, a pub that's got an outdoor setting and and yeah. Strict uh, distancing restrictions. Would you have a specky on watching it at the MCG? No, no, no. You no. save your money. No, yeah, they'd be saving that. Okay. Given, given, and 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 the old nothing for nothing theory. Um, Perth would be paying a substantial amount of money too. And by yeah. the way, for people who said that it's not a tourism thing for Perth because you can't go into Perth, the point being there's lots of money. There's lots of money in Perth doing nothing. So you can you can go into Perth if you're from Brisbane or Port, right? But even so, the the people in Perth who aren't spending money at the moment, or have a lot of money who can spend, will all of a sudden be splashing out big money to go to the grand final. So it's still worth a lot of money to the Perth economy, even if it's only let, let, let's say they completely close their borders to everyone. Yeah, hence yeah. hence they'll pay that. Are we doing a finals preview, or are we just we just doing the games as they come? Uh, yeah, just games as they come. Yeah, right. that's part two. Who do you, who um, do you think will win the flag? Melbourne, obviously. Oh, oh, well, oh, sorry, you mean in that respect? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll address that in part two. Okay. Um, for me, and thoughts on the Pies list and their coaching candidates, please. <clears throat> Pies list, I don't think they're um, not as bad as I first thought at about round eight. <coughs> um, it's what I, it's because, like I said, and obviously they're listening to this podcast, you play the kids and show, and they can you see what they've got and what they haven't got, so they can make decisions on the list going forward. Um, I think if we're comparing them with like the others down the bottom, I think they've probably got more overall better young list talent than Carlton. Yep. Just Car- Carlton have got I don't know if you call McCoy. How many long? How long has McCoy and Weedering been in the system? I'd say off the top mid five. Yeah, so you wouldn't call them young anymore. No. But like they you know McCoy, Walsh, and Weedering are probably you know obviously Walsh is fucking one of the best midfielders in the league, but. Um, you know, they've got a good spine, but the depth around them is horrible. So I think we have a lot of young talent, but you know, talent um, and the level of improvement is never a given, and the level of development. So you can look at and look at all the young sides across the board. You can say, "Mate, he's GC played one good game, but it's never, never, um, that's never um, going to translate to being a gun." You know, and he, your development's never um, a foregone conclusion to becoming a star. So. But the little pieces of um, little glimpses of talent we've seen indicate that there's a really strong future there if they progress to the level that we expect them to progress to. Now, obviously, say there's eight. Play- I don't know how many we, we blooded. So we played eight to ten young kids these, this year. Now it's a math science, probably math science uh, probability that all of them aren't going to 
be good players. It's just the way it is. Like you might get four or five that are really good. You might get two or three that get the arse. You might get one or two that's an elite player. So um, I think finals, not next year. I'd say 2022, 2000s, probably 23, 24. I think when we'll probably be looking to improve back up into into the finals. Now it's um, it can happen quickly. But yeah, that's when I'd expect us to be um, pushing back into the top eight. Um, we need a key forward desperately. Um, in but and and another key back. Well, we've got Darcy Moore out, Darcy Moore back. But um, yeah, we need we need a big key forward. Um, definitely. Now whether they go and get one or not, but um, who knows? But uh, yeah, the future's bright. It's probably going to take another year of um pain. Um, and then another year or two of pain. Then we should be good if the young fellas develop how they look like they're tracking. Well, that's good because you'll, you'll, you'll re, re-emerge just, just as people are allowed to go to the footy again. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, look, mate, you're a Melbourne supporter. Can you imagine Melbourne with the flag and you can't go and have a beer with your mate to celebrate? Well, what's the mate, point of it? It's all I've imagined. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was speaking to a mate who plays um, the other day and he's like, well, what's the, imagine if you played here and you couldn't win in the flag and you can't go and celebrate with your mates because we're in lockdown. You have to go home. And sit there on the couch and have a beer with your partner or something like. How boring would that be? Well, winning a flag, not being able to have a mad Monday to celebrate. What's the point of winning it? Well, I don't know if you've touched on this before, but like I've got mates. I'm thinking of one in particular, a mad Collingwood man, and he he said he enjoyed the Sunday more than the actual game. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. The family day. Yeah, exactly. You do because you're so stressed during a game and stuff like that, and like yep. you worry. Then like the next day, you get to settle in. Well, we we weren't sober, but you like. You know, you sit around and go, you just look back with all you, with all the boys, look how happy everyone is. Like, fuck. Well, how good is the fact that we've done this in like this year? They're going to have to, I would imagine they're going to have to fly straight out of Perth and come home and sit in the houses. Like, not, <laughs> not have a, like do it on it's Zoom. A, it's going to be a bad year to win the flag. <laughs> Very good point. Hey, we've got so many messages. What I'll do, because we've only got four games to preview, we'll do that in part two. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.